Hi, I'm Camille. I'm a professor at the USC School of Drama. I am obsessed with getting to the bottom of why so many talented actors are out of work and what we can do to change that at Speak LA. And I'm Jen. I ran a secret underground agency in LA for over 20 years with a group of actor friends so that we could find our own work. Jen and I interview top industry professionals in the entertainment business with a mission of learning what they know that got them to where they are so that we can share that intel with you. We are your hosts. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast, Underground Actor Talk, is sponsored by Actors Connection. It is also sponsored by the Speak LA membership, which provides you with professional guidance and hands-on mentoring. If you're serious about your acting career, join the Speak LA membership today. To join or for more information about the membership, go to ispeakla.com. That's the letter I, speakla.com. Hey guys, our guest today is Nancy Bishop. Nancy is an award-winning casting director who works internationally from her offices in London and Prague. Some of her casting credits include Mission Impossible 4, Snowpiercer, The Romanoffs, and Borat, subsequent movie film, for which she won a CSA Artios Award for Best Casting of a Comedy. In addition to casting, Nancy has written three books for actors about the craft of auditioning. Her most recent book, which we will be discussing today, is entitled Auditioning for Film and TV, a post-hashtag MeToo guide. We're really excited to have her as our guest today. Enjoy! Where are you originally from? I'm from New England originally. Uh, when did you get your first job in the entertainment industry? Well, I was working in theater, you know, from, you know, I got my degree in theater, so it's hard. it would be hard to say what the first job would be. I mean, I was doing, I was, I was working as an actor in Chicago in the, in the eighties even. So. What do you love about casting the most? That every day it is different and we're always telling a, a new story. What was your first impression of the entertainment industry when you came into it in the eighties? Well, uh, I guess what I should say is that I I came from theater first and then I went into film and television. So um, I was running a really like little small budget theater company. And when I first started working in film and TV, I think the thing that surprised me is that they're flying by their seat of their pants, just like we were in theater, in our little theater company. That's great. <laughs> if you had to sum up the industry in one word, what would that word be? <laughs> Circus. <laughs> That's great. That's a perfect word. <laughs> it is a circus. Nancy, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to have you today. Yeah, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We're particularly excited to have you on the podcast today because we're going to be talking to you about something that a lot of actors wonder about and 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 they don't know how to deal with and there's a lot around that that's just kind of difficult and those are the topics of intimacy 
and nudity. And you recently wrote a book that's going to be released very soon called Auditioning for Film and Television, a post hashtag me Too guide that sp- specifically addresses these topics. So can you tell us a little bit about your book and why you decided to address uh, this, this kind of intimacy and, and nudity and all those questions that many actors have? Well, I've written, this is the third book. So this is a revision. Um, and the first book was called Secrets from the Casting Couch, which came out um, over 10 years ago now. And at the time, I thought that that was a cute title. I thought that it sounded kind of sexy and it would, you know, it'd sell or whatever. And and now looking back at it, I'm quite embarrassed by it because, of course, <laughs> um, you know, it has since been... Enlight- we've all been enlightened that, that the casting couch is a real thing. It wasn't a real thing for me because I was a casting director and I, I didn't have a casting couch. So I thought it was cute and funny. But, you know, certainly since the Me Too and everything, we realize it's not cute and funny. It's very serious. So um, my second book was called Auditioning for Film and Television, Secrets from a Casting Director. So that was an update of that. And then this third one is an update um, – you know, incorporating everything that's happened since Me Too because things have changed a lot. So as soon as that all happened, I thought, my gosh, I have to update the book again. <laughs> so that's what that's about. And and why did you focus on on those subjects? I mean, I, I, I can think of a million reasons why you might have focused on those subjects from my own experience as an actress, but I'd, I'd love to hear from you why why you chose those subjects to focus on. Well, because everybody has questions and because everything has changed since then. I mean, if I, if you're, if there's a book about casting and auditioning, this needs to be included. Um, so for example, from my side, that, um, casting associations, like I'm a, um, a member of three, um, the Casting Society of America, that's the CSA, the ICDN is the International Casting Directors Network, and the CDG is the Casting Directors Guild. All three of those organizations now have guidelines for auditioning for scenes with nudity and intimacy, which we didn't have before, which seems crazy that we didn't, but now we do. Um, the And then, of course, all of the actors' organizations have those guidelines as well, um, SAG and, you know, equity and all of those. And um, the thing that's really uh, changed post Me Too is the new post of intimacy coordinators. And these are the people who are on set and they're making sure the actors are safe, just in the same way that if you have a fight choreography scene, there's a fight choreographer there making sure that people aren't just stabbing each other with knives. (laughs) You know, they choreograph the moves. And it's the same thing with sex scenes. It has to be choreographed. And because people, um, even though it's not, they're not going to be in physical pain, it's very vulnerable and they could be, you know, in, you know, emotional pain or, you know, there's other kinds of pain, um, or awkwardness or discomfort that an actor could be in, in, in a scene like that. So, um, that is a very important and positive improvement that has come. And a lot of the studios are now insisting that there are intimacy coordinators on set. And they are also in charge of the nudity riders, which, I mean, nudity riders, they've been around for a while. But these are very specific um, legal documents that 
um, outline exactly what part of the actor will be seen and the actor agrees, okay, you can see my left breast for, you know, five seconds. Um, they're very specific. They talk about, you know, how much light is in the shot, how long the shot is. Um, it kind of presupposes that the director will um, have a storyboard and that the scene will be very clearly thought out in advance so the actor can agree to it. Um, so these are all very important um, new developments, some some newer than others. I don't want to say it wasn't addressed at all before because it was. Um, so yeah, this needed to be in um, in a cast in a, in a book about auditioning. I would love to ask you, kind of going to a very sort of back to the basics question for actors, which is how do you suggest an actor explore their value system when it comes to nudity um, or intimacy? So I, I know a lot of actors, young actors especially, could feel like, you know, I will never do a nude scene, but I don't think a lot of actors realize the complexities of what they could and could not sort of be available to do. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good question. And I mean, there are, for some people in the world, it's entirely clear. I mean, if you're somebody who wears, um, for religious reasons, you know, fully covers your body, for example, that's probably clear for you that you're not never going to do a nude scene. But for most people, it's it's more nuanced. And you're right, there are choices. So, um, yeah, you know, there, there are choices. I think that if you're um, shy about it, what you should do is come with a lot of questions. One of the things you should do is um, look at the if, – if it's a known director – um, look at their work and see how they've um, staged intimate scenes in the past. Um, and if it's not a known director, then you should absolutely ask for the um, list of shots, the um, the storyboard. You should ask, will there be an intimacy coordinator? You should ask, um, will there will there be a nudity writer? And look, go over it very carefully with your agent. Um, and then the other option that you have is you can bring somebody to set with you or to the audition. And this person might be your agent. It might be your scene partner in acting class. It might be even a friend um, that can go with you and can look on the screen and make sure that the nudity writer is being followed. Um, you can go over with the intimacy coordinator all the props that you might need Um in some cases, they'll even give you, you know, prosthetics. I mean, um, almost any time when you see um, a man's penis, for example, that's a prosthetic that goes over the the actor's penis. Um, and there there are all kinds of prosthetic options for for women as well. Um, there are, in some cases, the possibility to have a body double. So. Yes, it is very nuanced. It's not just simply like, okay, you're going to be, you know, just fully nude all the time. Um, almost always there's a, there's a stipulation that you should have a closed set that day, um, which means that anybody who's unnecessary, like um, for the, uh, shooting the scene, isn't in the room. So that, you know, whatever you've agreed, whatever nudity you've agreed to, maybe you've only agreed, like I said, to show the 
one side of your left breast and that's what the audience sees. But maybe when you're shooting it, the covers slip down or whatever. And so you don't want everybody in the room, to, everybody on the crew to see it. There's, there's ways of, um, of getting around that too. Although I do have a funny story that, um, that a German um, intimacy coach told me, which is she said that there was one um, German director who thought that since the actors had to be nude, that the whole crew should be nude. (laughs) 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 And uh, I don't, I don't think it went over very well. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't think they wanted to do like, but anyway, (laughs) funny. Um, I have a question, which is, I, I, I love all the stuff you're sharing about, you know, um, contracts and waivers and, and things like that. What if, what if, what if an actor is involved in a project and it's a very, you know, low budget, um, you know, not part of a studio, not part of a television network necessarily, you know, maybe a group of actors are putting on a play or a group of actors are, um, you know, shooting a, a non-union short film um, and, you know, somebody gets hired to do that. So sort of speaking to that person that comes in that maybe doesn't have the protection of a studio or even an agent, you know, is there, is there advice you could give to that person? Just what to ask for, what to say that, you know, they need, what sort of what, what boundaries and guidelines they can draw for themselves. Yes, that's a good question. And also student films, it comes into play. And mm-hmm. one thing I will say is that there are a lot of intimacy coordinators in training mm. who are looking for practice. And so what uh, my advice would be, like if the production says, well, we can't afford an intimacy coordinator, just say, well, let's call this, you know, you can look it up online, you know, intimacy coordinator websites and say, please, can you recommend somebody who's in training um, who could come on and help us? Um, that's a good idea. And uh, so that's, that's, yeah, that's one thing that you can do. And, you know, but I'm not saying it's easy either. And it's not easy even at the professional level because I was working on a production. It was a, a feature film and, uh, there were int- scenes with intimacy. And I said to the director, you know, I really recommend that you do this. And it this did not jive at all with her ego. She was like, oh, no, no, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And I happened to know it wasn't handled well. Um, and there's lots of stories about this. My friends who are intimacy coordinators tell me that sometimes they're simply told to sit in the corner. You know, they're like the director doesn't want to deal with them. And and so it is, it's a process, you know, it's not going to happen all of a sudden that everybody's all of a sudden going to be copacetic with intimacy coordinators, you know? Um, so it's not always going to be smooth. I will say that. Well, that's what I was actually just going to ask you, because this is, I think, I think it's actors in general, it, it's, there's a lot of um, moments in the actor's life where it is hard to speak up, you know, where you are wanting to get the job or you are, you know, you're nervous about talking to your agent or your manager. And, um, uh, especially when it comes to something like this, which is so personal and so vulnerable, how would you recommend an actor go about, uh, finding the strength in the decisions that they've made when it comes to this sort of topic? 
Well, and I'll quote my friend Marcy Leroff, who is a casting director and also now an intimacy coordinator. She says actors are hardwired to say yes, you know, like, yes, yes, I'll do it. I want the job, right. you know, and so I get it. And that is true. But that's why I think going back to what I said before, you can approach it with a, uh, with curiosity and a lot of questions. So when you when you go into it, um, you know, you shouldn't lie and say, yeah, yeah, I'll take off all my clothes and then not do it because that's going to, you know, probably it, it could backfire on you, even though there is a clause in your nudity writer that says you can change your mind. That is true. Um, but really what I think what you want to do is you just want to negotiate the best possible position for yourself, you know, and that's what the whole process is purporting to do you know i mean and and i will i will quote another great intimacy coordinator ita um o'brien who is british and she was uh, a pioneer in that in that um training and in that field here in the uk and she says that consent is a process so they go through this whole um yeah this process with the two actors, usually it's two actors involved, saying, okay, where do you, do you feel comfortably being touched here? Will you be touched here? And you touch the places on the, your body. I, I, I can be touched here. I can be touched here. You know, and they, they um, go through this with their scene partner. And so you are in a position to negotiate what you feel comfortable with. And it's great because they're starting to do it in the acting schools here too. I mean, I hope in LA as well, but there's certainly, I have a friend in acting school in London and one of the big ones. And he says they start off with it right away. So it's great. It's, it is starting to be incorporated in the, in the film schools. Wow. I wish I had had somebody like you to talk to or your book to read when I was first starting out as an actress in Los Angeles many years ago. Um, something that happened to me that I, I have to think, you know, has happened to others was um, I I met with an agent when I was very young, probably 19 or 20 years old. And, um, you know, he put a lot of, it felt at least to me at that young age, like it was a lot of pressure um, to answer directly the question of, will you do nudity? You know, it seemed like there was some box that he needed to check um, on his roster about, you know, yes, I will, or no, I won't. And, and as you pointed out, which I, I really love how you pointed it out. Um, most answers, most actors, I think have a more nuanced answer. You know, my feeling was dependent on a lot of things. So could you like, is there some language you could maybe give somebody that might be listening that feels that way, that feels like they, the answer is not a yes or no to an agent. Um, sort of how to answer that question? I think, yeah, I think the answer is depends, depends on the project. Because the other thing you have to do is surely you have to read the whole script Mm -hmm. and decide if the nudity is warranted and if it's gratuitous or if it's warranted. Now there are times when it's warranted. And I talk about this in my book, um, This is a case of non-sexual nudity, but if anybody's seen Hunters, I'm not giving anything away. This is the first scene (laughs) almost of the whole film. Um, And I I interview her in in my book, um, 
Veronica Novak Jones is this older German actress. She's wonderful. And she does this scene where she's playing one of these Nazis who was um, responsible for creating the gas that killed everybody. And there's a scene where she's in the shower and she's getting gassed, you know, later. And, you know, she's naked. And um, it's, it is very um, important because uh, you, you really get this sense of her being fully naked and vulnerable and getting gassed just like the uh, Holocaust victims were. And so you can see why it's warranted. And she read the script and she could see why it was warranted. And she's like, look, I'm an actress. This is what I do, you know. And there are times when the vulnerability of the character is, um, you know, in, in a sexual scene as well, could really make it, you know, and I have some examples of this in my book, um, how, you know, it, it really can add a lot um, to the story. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, they just, uh, you know, it's some, you know, fraternity party and they just want to see lots of tits around or something, you know. So, um I think that is perfectly fair. And that's one of the things in the guidelines too, is at the point at which where you have to agree if you're going to do a nudity, a scene, then you should be given the whole script and sign an, uh, an NDA and whatever it is you have to do so that you see, you know, it's about storytelling, right? We're all telling stories. What stories do we want to tell? And how do we want to tell them? Right. But I like that you're giving specific guidelines as to how to do that because piggybacking on what you said, Jen, I had the exact same experience with an agent in a meeting. Well, many agents actually, when I was um, having a lot of meetings when I first moved to LA and that question, it was exactly that it was, it depends for me, you know? And, um, and I didn't, I didn't, I would not have had the tools or the, the words that you are giving us today, which we're so grateful for, to even understand what's happening on the other side of um, these conversations that the actor is just not privy to. So understanding kind of the conversations that that you are also looking at when you're looking at the scene and um, that the director's having and that having somebody on set and all of these things, I just didn't, I would have had no knowledge of. Um, so I like that you're giving us specific guidelines and I, I'm wondering uh, along that line, uh, you know, so if you get an, an audition as an actor and the audition calls for nudity, um, a lot of actors won't take the audition because they're going to say, I don't want to do nudity maybe right off the bat. I mean, obviously it depends on the audition and all that kind of stuff as we're talking about, but, um, how would you say, would you say to an, to an actor if they read this, the sides and they're like, well, these are very interesting. Um, I'd like to audition for this, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if I would be okay with the nudity. Would you tell them to go for it and then have those conversations afterwards? Or are those conversations they should have before they even take the audition? I think that, you know, unless you're, like I say, somebody who's like, you know, entirely clear that they're never going to show anything, you know, for religious reasons or whatever like that. I think you should take the audition and just, just, you know, ask questions or have your agent ask questions. Um, will there be an intimacy coordinator and say, you know, my client will consider the, um, 
the nudity, but wants to have meaningful conversation about it or, or something like that, which, you know, if it's a legitimate production, they should be open to that because, you know, because post Me Too, there's so much more awareness about this now. And we all have to go to harassment seminars now too. Um, not how to harass, how not to harass. <laughs> um, at um, all the major networks and everything, I mean, you have to just sit right down and you have to go to these um, these seminars beforehand. So um, it's all out there now. There's a lot of sensitivity or awareness about it that just wasn't there before. So, um, yeah. yeah, because I do remember getting auditions where it said, if you are not willing to be nude in this, don't. I remember audition. that too. Yeah. And I couldn't, we couldn't have those conversations at all. I hope that things have changed since then. I mean, we are supposed to announce it. You know, I almost, I mean, from my side, I almost hate to announce it too sometimes because it scares people off. And um, I remember one time I was working with this production that like they weren't very well known and they said okay well we should tell them that there's like some non-sexual nudity in it and I said let's <laughs> start with that please let's not have that be the first thing we say to actresses and you're two guys and they don't know you let's let's cross that bridge later because we can always get a body double for that if we really need to um which is you know uh we're, like I say we are supposed to um we are mandated to announce that, but yeah, it is. It's, it's a rather bad place to yeah. start. <laughs> um, but but the, the the point is though that I think that everybody on both sides can have meaningful conversations about it because, in fairness, sometimes when you write the script, I mean, the script can change and uh, ideas can change. So we we do it. We we. We give the information out the best we can at the time when the audition, when the um, breakdown is released, right? So, and then the director can come in and say, oh, I want to do an orgy scene. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I want to do an orgy scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would love to shift gears just for the last few minutes that we have with you. Um, and it, since you're a casting director, it's, it's so, it's always so valuable for actors to get to hear from casting directors. Um, and you've written about auditioning and auditioning is something that so many actors find, uh, so challenging. Um, and I just love to ask you if you can give some, some sort of tips to a perfect audition from a casting director's view. What do you love that, that, that an actor does in an audition and what do you wish that maybe actors would not do in auditions? Well, I always say that actors need to make fr friends with the process. So, you know, if you're in pain, so are we, you know, I mean, and some actors just hate auditions and they can't wait to get out of there. And that's <laughs> not a good feeling <laughs> on either side. So you, I mean, I would say, enjoy it, enjoy, the, try to make friends with the process and enjoy it. And um, so that's one positive thing. And um, let's see, the thing not to do well this is just a little this is just like a little pet peeve this is my pet peeve but i know that sometimes that in for commercials you have to you do this thing where you lift up your hands and you show your hands to the camera <laughs> i absolutely hate that please don't ever do that in one of my i mean because it's you know 
for um, you know, for film and TV, we don't care what your hands look like, honestly. Um, I think that's important if you're doing like a hand lotion commercial. Or that's something funny. Like that. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do act? I don't know. I don't see it so much from actors in Los Angeles, but I do see it sometimes in Europe. That's really know. funny. That's I'm guessing that's more of a modeling, yeah, actor like somebody that. It is, but I guess there's crossover, you know, and people forget. They just kind of like like a yeah. robot. They just do it, you know. <laughs> Could you also give us some very specific tips for actors when they have an audition where they do need to have some sort of intimate moment, um, like a kiss, for example, or perhaps removing a shirt, something that they can do, uh, especially for self tapes, um, how would they approach that? What's what's what? What are some tips you have? Yeah, the kiss, the kiss mm-hmm. comes up all the time, and it, you know it's it's awkward in in person too. I always say, don't kiss the casting director if you're in the room or whatever. <laughs> and you know, and if you're at a at, if you're at a callback too, you know, and then you should ask again, is there an intimacy coordinator there or is there somebody there that we can choreograph the scene? So you're not just all of a sudden, you know, making out with somebody, right. Um, that you agree in advance. Okay. Is it, you know, tongues in tongues out (laughs) that kind of thing, or, you know, one, two, three. Okay. I touch you here on my shoulder. Then I touch your waist and then I move it, you know, one, two, three by the numbers. Um, I think that's fair in this day and age, honestly. And then also, yeah, self-tapes or in person, the kiss is a very awkward thing. But I always say, like, um, think of it like, you know how in a musical there's like a song and then the scene changes. <laughs> um, so think of it like that. Like, and, and one actor in a class I was teaching once said, take a breath. She kind of takes a breath <gasps> and then lets it out. And then there's this change, you know, because usually after the kiss, there's some change, you know, right. you see it in the eyes. So you indicate it somehow. You see it in the eyes. I want to kiss you. And then breath, maybe close your eyes. And then there's the change. It's indicated. Mm, that's good. It's about the emotion. It's about the emotion behind it, isn't it? Really? I mean, right. I, everybody right. knows that somebody can stick their lips, lips out and pucker. There's no, that's not difficult. It's the acting behind it and the emotion, yeah, right? That's a great great tip. So think of it when you have an intimate scene, think of the emotion that's there, that shift, that beat change, and you can basically show it in in your eyes in different ways. That's, that's really great advice. Thank you. Right. This has been so amazing, Nancy. Thank you so much for being with us today. These are, like I said earlier, I, I wish I had gotten to talk to you about 20 years ago, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I know you'll help a lot of people listening. This is a tricky subject, especially, you know, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say especially, but, but it's, you know, it's ever changing and hopefully for the better. And, um, thank you for speaking to it. It's been, it's been really helpful. You're, you're our first guest that has really, um, you know, dove into these important is- issues with us and we really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And you know what? I'm just realizing too, I should give you a better answer. Like um, the first question you asked, what was your first job? I mean, I should just come up with something and give it to you because that's the rapid fire. Well, no, you know, it's, I think your answer was great. And it's, and it's, um, 
it's how so many people get in, you know, sort of a roundabout way doing a lot of different things. But I can tell you my first casting job or something like that if you wanted. Sure. Would that be helpful or should we just leave Absolutely. it? What do you, want? you can tell us your first casting job if you'd like. Okay. Well, my first casting job was I had, um, at the time I was living in Prague in the 90s and I had an English language theater company and this, um, they were doing a, a Jack the Ripper film. And so they called me because I had a theater company and um, I, yeah, so I actually cast, I cast that. I didn't know what I was doing at all. You know, I had never cast anything before. I didn't even have a camera or anything. I mean, the director came in. He had a Polaroid camera. He was, I mean, I was just like having the actors read. That's all I knew how to do. And then I ended up playing even um, one of the, um, one of his victims I played. (laughs) And I remember I didn't have very many scenes. I had one scene when I was dead. And I just remember lying there and the director saying, when I say act, don't breathe. <laughs> oh my god, that's a perfect first first casting so, story. God, that's great. Um, yeah. Well, gosh, again, thank you so much. This has been this has been really great, and um, I, I learned so much, and I'm sure everyone listening did too. Thank you for being with yeah, us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you yeah. for having just, me. Thanks so as much. As our last kind of closing reminder, can you just tell everybody when your book is coming out and how they can find it and all of that kind of stuff? I'm sure people are curious to know. Sure. My book's called Auditioning for Film and TV, a post Me Too guide. It's already available um, in Europe and it's available in digital form now in the States. And I believe it's coming out in the States in June. Um, and you can just order it anywhere you get books, you know, like it's Bloomsbury publishing, so you can get it on Bloomsbury publishing. Hopefully you can get it at a bookstore and you can get it on Amazon or Goodreads, wherever you buy your books, you can, you can get it. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you and I'm sure everyone will love to read your book. All right. Thank Thank you. you. All right, take care. Uh, uh, uh. Hey guys, for all of you who are looking for professional guidance and hands-on mentoring for your acting career, join the Speak LA membership today. To join or for more information about the membership, go to ispeakla.com. That's the letter I, speakla.com. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection offers free resources, including valuable online programs. For more information, go to actorsconnection.com and sign up for their e-blast today. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. My name is Jen Jostin. And I'm Camille thornton Olson, and we are the founders of Speak LA. You can find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time. Bye-bye.